given some of the guys in this interim a uh, chance to do some teaching, and this morning is going to be Brother Mike Viscom. I don't know why he's sitting down. He's getting right back up to walk up here. Uh, so this morning is going to be Brother Viscom. He's got it all under control. Feel free to ask lots of questions. That's the way he likes Sunday school, I'm telling you. So I figure the way he teaches it better be the same. So uh, Brother Viscom, it is all yours, sir. And uh, one of our one of our men, but also one of our ministers. He gets to go out and gospel text missions. Great help. I've got lots of friends who love him and uh, enjoy having him in and enjoy giving out all the signs and everything. So uh, are you counting how many signs you're giving away this morning? Is that what we're doing? i got 21 people to offend. <laughs> Thanks, Don't worry, that number goes up. <laughs> Does it really? in. Praise the Lord. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm still nervous, honey. 21 people, actually probably 26 by the time you get done counting in the back. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to pray before I get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that every word that comes out of my mouth is of you, Lord. Get me out of the way, Lord. You didn't uh, put me here to be a comedian, Lord. You put me here to be a minister, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, that the words that I say are your words and not mine, Lord. If you want to use my personality, go right ahead, but don't let me get carried away, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, amen. How's everybody doing? I see that hand. Who's going to raise the first hand? You can, uh, you can raise your hand, by the way. Okay, yes, sir. Yes, Master Kinney. Huh? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good, too. Once I got the right water, <laughs> I won't get into that because the refrigerator will be emptied. Praise the Lord. Um, um, um. Okay, three ums out of the way. Good. I'm going to have you turn to Luke 14. Luke 14. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Luke 14. That's in the New Testament. Luke 14. I'm going to begin reading at verse 25 of Luke 14. And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and counteth the cost whether he have sufficient, whether he has sufficient to finish it? Less happily, after he hath laid the foundation, is not able to finish it, all that behold it began to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king goeth going to make war against another king setteth not down first, and consulteth whether he is able whether he be able with ten thousand to meet him that cometh against him with twenty thousand? Or else, while the others is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage to and desireth conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt lost its savor, wherewith shall it be seasoned? It is neither... It is neither fit for the land, nor yet fit for the dunghill, but men cast it out. And he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. 
uh, go back to verse 33. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. I'm going to speak on uh, discipleship this morning. Being a disciple is pretty serious stuff. A uh, little kid was asked in uh, Sunday school, the little, the little kid was asked, what, what's an epistle? And the little kid said, that's an apostle's wife. I just got to tell one more joke to loosen up. Sorry, brother. This is something you learn in preaching class. You can use jokes to loosen up. Thank you very much for preacher's class. If you didn't go to preacher's class for the 13 weeks, you missed a lot. It's a, uh, Caleb, uh, uh, Pastor Caleb taught us a lot. And I've been doing, I want to brag, I've been doing this for like 12, 13 years. And uh, I wish I would have known some of the stuff you told us back then. But God put me in this position. Anyhow, little boy sitting underneath an oak tree. And, uh, uh, and he's looking at a watermelon patch. And he's thinking about, you know, how God made, you know, the, the trees and the stuff. And, and uh, he's looking at the watermelons. He goes, I wonder why God didn't put, make watermelons in the trees. And just about that time, an acorn fell and hit him on the head. Thanks, John, for that sympathy laugh. Uh, being a disciple is a very serious thing. Uh, what I found was five different things that... Uh, we have to be a disciple. And one of the first things is uh, to memorize the teacher's words. Being a disciple, back in Jesus' days, they had sages and disciples. And what they would do is they would follow their master and uh, do everything that the master did. And I found five things that we might want to find interesting in being a disciple, because we're all followers of Christ. If you're saved and know the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior, you know that you're a follower of Christ. But being a disciple is like a whole different category. So one of the first things a disciple does is memorize their teacher's words. The oral transmissions process was an intergenerational thing that the sages and disciples did in Jesus' day. They, uh, they, uh, the master would pass on information to the disciples, and they would uh, memorize what the, the teacher was saying. And now we remember phone numbers, birthdays, dates, and things like that. But this is a, a whole bunch deeper than that. Uh, Jesus said to remember the words. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. The, Jesus said, search the scriptures for them. You think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Now, th he said that for a reason, because we've got to search the scriptures. Anybody who doesn't search the scriptures uh, really can't be a disciple, because you've got to be able to know the teacher's words, and the teacher's words are written in the scriptures. Uh, remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said that it is more blessed to give than receive. We've got to remember that. We, we always remember that when we're either receiving or, or taking. Uh, and if you're, if you're uh, biblically minded, you think about biblical things as you're talking to people. It's very important to uh, keep everything scriptural and biblical. I do it to a fault sometimes, and I, and I make fun and condescend about it. But uh, the Lord checks me and says, no, that's, that's not to be funny. This is, this is serious stuff. The word of God is serious. So when you come back with a, a, a scripture verse, when somebody says something to you, make sure it's not uh, too funny. Uh, I mean, the, I know James DeFerio, what he does, <laughs> he'll, he'll put a scripture verse on about uh, an automobile. I don't know where he finds them from. <laughs> he uses the word tire or, or run fast. But uh, We've got, uh, we've got to remember that the, the scripture is uh, so much part of our lives. Uh, 
uh, the word is a life. It's a, the, uh, thy word is a lamp under my feet and a light under my path. So we've got to remember that uh, the word has got to be in us and through us, and, and Jesus is that word. So it's very important to know the word. Uh, so memorization of the scripture is very important. Jesus uh, answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And we've got to keep the Lord Jesus' words. And uh, uh, later on that verse uh, of uh, John 14, uh, he, he says, uh, uh, the Father will send in my name the Holy Ghost and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever, uh, whatsoever I have said unto you. Now, we, when we're talking with people, especially the brethren, we, we have scriptures that comes up, and we, we know that the Holy Ghost brings that scripture up for us to talk to one another because we've got that certain scriptural language amongst the, each other. But we can also use that scriptural language when we're talking on the street corner. Remember a couple years ago, uh, Pastor Caleb was talking to a couple of guys, and I walked over, and he was contending for the faith with this one fella, and the other fella kept butting in. So I, I pushed, oh, the, do you remember this? And I pushed the other guy aside and started talking to him uh, using Scripture, and, and Caleb was talking to the other guy. Uh, so it's important that we have that Scripture in us so that we can uh, contend for the faith, uh, give everybody a reason for the hope that lies within us. So we've got to have uh, the Scripture in us in order to <clears throat> bring... Uh, somebody to the Lord, not saying that uh, that seed that's planted is going to produce fruit right then, but we know that the Word of God uh, is a seed, and it's got to be planted before it can be uh, uh, produced uh, fruit. And I know lately we've been talking about uh, winning souls, and I, I'm all for winning souls, but we've got to plant the seed first. I've been following the, uh, the Netter, Nettervilles. Remember the Nettervilles, the free Bibles? I've been following their stuff on Facebook. They've been giving away a lot of Bibles, and a lot of souls are being saved. Just last week, I think it was 14 Bibles given away and one soul saved. And the week before, there was five souls saved, 20-something Bibles. But uh, souls are being won, and the seeds are being planted. And I'm excited about James. I keep bugging James about the, the banner. He's going to get the, they give the, the Bibles away. Yes, please correct me when I'm after, because I'm still in preacher's class. Thank you very much. Love that class. By the way, there was... 12 of us that signed up for a preacher's class, and we were wondering who Judas was, but we could never found him. <sighs> Sorry, God, I didn't mean to say. You know why it's hot in here? I got my stupid harmonicas in my pocket, and it's weighting me down. <laughs> there. Okay. Praise the Lord. If you have any questions or comments, go ahead and raise your hand. Uh, if I finish, fine. If I don't, that's fine, too. I'm in no hurry. I'm just nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Um, I got that one from down south. The old jokes never end. So we memorize the teacher's words as being a disciple. And uh, that's number one. And number two is uh, learn the teacher's traditions and customs and interpretations. We've got to learn the teacher's traditions and customs. Uh, the disciples, uh, we've got to reproduce. That's one of the customs of being a disciple. We've got to reproduce. We've got to tell other people uh, to, to come into our fold to to be a disciple. Now, the reason why we do that is because God is out there saving souls, and we've, we've got, we're the messengers to save souls. Now, the angels can't do it. You can't do it by mowing your lawn, and somebody says, hey, he mows his lawn really good. I want to be a Christian just like him. No, we've got to tell somebody that Jesus died on the cross. He was, his death, burial, and resurrection is the gospel. We've got to tell them that, and it's a, quite a scary uh, adventure if you don't have the Lord strongly planted in your heart. We must be able to learn 
the, the biblical interpretations to correctly understand the Word of God. And the, the way we do that is by reading the Word. The way we do that is coming to Sunday school, not when I'm talking, but when Caleb is called, talking. We come to Sunday school and we learn how to uh, retain all that information and learn how to uh, interpret the Bible. And Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. And believe me, I found rest under my souls once I found the Lord Jesus Christ, or he found me, uh, because uh, my life was just a turmoil. And you've got to know that other people's lives are in turmoil, and we've got to be able to show them that it doesn't, doesn't have to be in turmoil. They don't have any rest. Jesus said, I will give you rest. They don't have any rest. And they might not even understand how they don't have any rest, but we're talking spiritual realm here. They, they feel like they've got rest if they want. They, they work nine to five, and then they come home and they sit on the barca lounger and watch the TV, and they think they've got rest. Well, their soul is not restful. They're, they're, if they die, they're, they're not going to go to heaven. So Jesus said, come, uh, take my yoke upon you, and his yoke is, is light. We must learn to study the soul thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We must learn these traditions, learn the interpretations, uh, learn about the teacher. And Jesus said, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and, his, and as his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. Luke 4, Jesus had a custom of going to the synagogue to, to preach, to talk. We have a custom to come into church every Sunday, every Wednesday, or when the doors are open. Uh, we've, we've got to use that and utilize that to get a, a closer walk with him and with our, with our brethren. We've got to, times are getting tough here. We need each other. We need each other to talk to. We need each other to, to bear our burdens, to have uh, somebody pray for us. And that's what's uh, important about Wednesday night is the prayer of the saints. And uh, the Bible says, now we commend you, brethren, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that ye draw yourselves from every, uh, withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the traditions which he received of us, Second Thessalonians 3, 6. We've got uh, brethren that don't walk according to the, uh, the traditions that we have received. I've got a, a brother in the Lord, I think, and he's, he knows of the whole Bible and everything, but he doesn't want to go to church. He says, Mike, I don't want to go to church because I, I don't want to talk to people. Nah, 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 nah. And I've gone around and around. I gave him all the scriptures about having fellowship. And he still doesn't want to be a partaker of fellowship in the church. And uh, he's very close-minded. As I'm talking to him, he's a fellow paisan, so I can really be tough with him. I go, you're, you're like this. You're like, you got blinders on you. You love the Lord. You say you love him. You, you, you worship God and you pray, you read your Bible, but you don't want to have fellowship with other Christians. What's going on there? And his brother, who is not saved, a very worldly fella, he even recognizes this in my friend. He goes, hey, I'd say his name, but some of you might know him. Hey, you know, you say you're a Christian, but you don't even go to church. He goes, I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to go to the church. I, I don't want to talk to anybody. So hopefully someday maybe he'll shadow the doors of our church here um, and you guys can go yeah, 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 to them uh, so uh, th there's, a, there's a fear sometimes I think with I, I almost hate to call him a, a believer because uh, if he doesn't want to fellowship with us or with any Christians I, you know, even if he went to a contemporary church I'd say hey well you know he's probably saved because but even though he's going to a contemporary church where they have that feeling in the beginning of the church service you know where they jump up and down and, and jive and they got the drum set over there you're not going to get a drum set here, are you? No. Praise the Lord. Uh, no, I'm not talking about music. 
So what we've got here, we've got to uh, memorize the teacher's words, one. Number two, uh, learn the disciples, learn the, the, uh, the, the teacher's uh, traditions and interpretations. Number three is imitate the teacher, imitate the teacher. Uh, I, I wrote this here, a disciple's highest calling is to be a reflection of his teacher. He sought to act and speak and conduct himself the same way in which his master conducted himself. Now, isn't that what we do with Jesus? We're supposed to act and conduct ourselves, you know, the, the bracelet, what would Jesus do? I think that was really stupid and corny, but what would Jesus do? Uh, we've, we're a representative of, of God, and we've got to act and, and think uh, as the Lord would have us to act and think and uh, conduct ourselves as well. There's different things that the world does, and I came out of the world, and so there's certain things that uh, I'm tempted to do uh, to conduct myself wrongly, and I have to stop myself because that's, that's not conducting myself as a Christian. We've got to remember that if we're a disciple. Uh, we imitate uh, other people. Like when I was a kid, I imitated uh, the cowboys and Indians. You know, I uh, had guns and holsters and, and, uh, because I saw it on TV. I imitated what, was, what I saw on TV. And that was my master growing up, the TV. And everything that was on the TV, I took in as being real and I wanted to imitate whatever I saw on TV and that's that's what the movie industry is all about today and that's what uh, Hollywood is all about they want you to imitate them and I, I look at uh, the Old Testament the Genesis the, the devil said uh, surely thou shalt not die and he is a partial truth surely thou shalt not die because once a person is put into the movies uh, Clark Gable's been dead a long time but we, we keep him alive on our TV sets or on our movies there's uh, a certain uh, situation there where uh, we, we, we get ourselves enveloped into uh, theatrical things that we think we're going to live forever because of theatrics, but it's, it's not. I'm, I'm got off base here. Um, <clears throat> so uh, uh, we, um, we imitate people like, uh, like we love. Jesus showed uh, love, kindness, patience, all the fruit of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit is j love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. Can you imagine a law being against temperance and meekness? Hey, you'd be too meek over there. Stop it. Or you, you got uh, too much love over there. You can't do that. That's against the law. Too much love. And so um, uh, I was, um, Caleb asked me to, to give Sunday school, and I said, well, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'd like to preach on humility, but there wouldn't be enough people showing up. Okay. It's on, right? Okay. Um, okay, so we're talking about imitating the teacher, imitating the teacher. And he, and he denied it. And after they stood by and said to Peter, the apostle, surely thou art one of them, for thou art a Galilean, and thy speech agreeth thereto. Peter was sitting there. You know the story. Peter was sitting there. You know the thing. <laughs> uh, Peter sitting there by the fire, warming his hands, and the, the other people around him, and they recognized that Peter was one of the apostles, one of the disciples of Jesus. And because he was probably imitating them, the, the, um, they, I'm sure that they were using uh, expletives, dirty words and stuff, because they were talking whirly talk around that fire. But Peter wasn't. And they recognized that there was something different about Peter. He wasn't talking like the regular world. And so when they recognized that, they accused him of being a follower of Jesus. So Peter immediately had to think of something fast. So he said, I know how to convince him. I'll talk different. I'll talk worldly. And I believe that's probably what he did. And that's probably, I don't have any biblical reference for that. But he, he probably 
realized that he's got to get out of that situation or he'll be dragged where Jesus was. And then he went out and wept bitterly because he, he denied the Lord. But he was imitating the Lord Jesus by that fire for a time. Uh, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Imitating the teacher by loving one another. Sometimes a fellow Christian does something that's a little bit askew. And uh, is Paul Askew still around? He's, he, has anybody got any word on Paul Askew? He used to sit back there. Anyhow, um, so sometimes somebody will say something a little bit askew, and you will say, nah, I don't like that. It rubs me the wrong way. But you've got to love them. You've got to love the brethren. If you, if you don't love the brethren, you better check your heart and better check your, uh, your, your mind and heart connection. So we've we got to love one another to imitate the teacher, our Lord Jesus Christ, if you want to be a disciple. Now, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. So the apostles were disciples, and they went uh, preaching the word everywhere with signs following. The signs, I believe, were souls being won, uh, people being healed, uh, people's lives being changed. And this is how we imitate the Lord Jesus Christ, our teacher. As being disciples, we've got to raise up and do that. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> so we've got the... Uh, memorizing the teacher's words. We've got uh, learning the teacher's traditions, customs, and interpretations. And we've got imitating the teacher. We've got to imitate the teacher. Whatever the teacher does, we've got to imitate. And the only way we're going to find out how to act like the teacher is to get into the word. Uh, I tell any newborn Christian is to get into John, the Gospel of John. I, I got a little testimony about the Gospel of John. I, uh, we met a pastor, Maletti, over in Ohio a couple years ago. And uh, he got saved by reading the Gospel of John a couple times. Uh, but the problem was he, uh, him and his wife owned a bar, a very popular bar. <laughs> and, and he knew he got saved, and, but he still was in the bar. He didn't get any fellowship. And so he said, I, I know I've got to get the word out somehow. So he got his hands on some gospel tracks. And as he was serving the drinks in the bar, he would put the gospel track underneath a bottle of alcohol and give it to the customer. And I said, really? He says, yeah, I get, put it underneath shot glasses. I put it under cans of beer and give them to the people. And he says, and all the preachers, the so-called preachers, come into the bar to listen to the bands. He, he said that, that he was doing the right thing because he was going in amongst them and getting people saved in, the, in their environment. You know, poor, poor doctrinal thinking. So eventually uh, he says, well, maybe uh, I can spread the word by getting Christian bands in, in the bar. So he started getting in the Christian bands in his bar, and uh, it turns out that these Christian bands were worse than the worldly bands. They were, they were debauchery, and they were evil, these Christian bands. You know, they had the, all the right words, but they, <laughs> they were bad. So each pastor that came in would uh, commend him until this one pastor came in and told him the truth. He says, look it, man, you got to get out of here. This is the light and dark does not mix together. He says, you, you cannot do this. Uh, come out from among them, he said. And he gave him some scripture, and the Holy Ghost touched this bar owner, and uh, he realized what, what would happen, and he, and he got out of the business, him and his wife, and he got out of the bar, and God sent him to a school, and he got trained, and he's got a really good church now in Ohio. But I thought that was a, a great example of, um, of God touching somebody's heart 
to turn their whole life around. And I, I use this example a lot with people that uh, uh, have a problem with uh, doing things for the Lord. Uh, <clears throat> so imitate the teacher. We've got to imitate the teacher. And another thing is we've got the, number four is uh, disciples make disciples. We've got to make disciples. And I've got to commend our, our church here for making disciples because we are out there on the streets. We're out there the, 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 the blitz a couple weeks ago. The free Bibles, the preaching, <laughs> the preaching in Woolcott in front of a nude statue of God that uh, is non-existent. We're preaching out there, and uh, we're, we we got to make other disciples. He uh, got uh, to create a new generation of students trans, transmitted to them the words, traditions, interpretations, the teachers' actions, and behavior of the math master. And I, I said that's what the Nethervilles did. Uh, the the prog progress is like this lost, save. And then you become a disciple. Now, being a disciple is very, very uh, uh, important because uh, uh, th this is what we're, we're called to do. Most, most jobs have a trainee or a, an apprentice or somebody who learns uh, how to do the job. And this is what we do with uh, the apostles. We're learning how to do the job by following Jesus. We learn how to do the job of being a, a Christian, what we should be doing. And the Bible says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Matthew 28, 19. So what we've got here, we've got uh, memorize the teacher's uh, words. Disciples have to do that. Disciples also have to learn the traditions, customs, and interpretations of the master, and the disciple also, number three, has to imitate the teacher's actions. Uh, and that's pretty serious stuff because uh, when you imitate the teacher's actions, uh, that represents who you are. If you well, that master did that too. Uh, you must be one of his disciples. And number four is make other disciples, to raise up other disciples. And that's, that's not an easy thing to do because we've got to... Uh, be a disciple ourselves in order to raise up another disciple. If we're not a disciple, we can't tell somebody to be a disciple. So um, when, I, when I first got saved, I uh, had a buddy, Steve Hitchcock, and I got gloriously saved and on fire for the Lord, and I'm trying to tell everybody about the Lord Jesus Christ, even if I knew very little about the Word. I'm telling everybody I got saved. And, uh, and Steve would be with me, but he never got saved. And he would say, yeah, you've got to listen to Mike. He knows what he's talking about. And I go, Steve, you didn't even get saved. What do you know? So uh, we've, we've got to become disciples ourselves in order to tell other people how to be a disciple. Now, did you know that there's a disciple that's a lady in the Bible? And I'm thinking, well, there can't be a lady disciple. There's no, no women preachers. Can't be a woman preacher. Can't be a woman disciple. Well, there was a Tabitha. Uh, she, uh, uh, in uh, Acts 9.36. Now, there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms, alms, seeds, alms, alms deeds, which she did. She's called Dorcas. And there's a church locally, they got the, the Dorcas Club. They got a bunch of women who were Dorcases. And, uh, and it's transmitted into deaconesses. So now this church has got deaconesses. Very wrong, bad stuff. So uh, just thought it's a CMA church over on 48, but I'm not going to say where it is. <clears throat> um, so uh, number five, the, the last one of the uh, being a disciple, 
to submit completely to the will of the teacher. Submit completely to the will of the teacher. That's a hard one. I, Lord, I give my life to you. Whatever you want, I'll do. But I'm going to hang on to this. I'm going to hang on to that. You can't do that. You've got to submit totally. It's, a, it's an all or nothing. We've got to uh, totally submit. Uh, the Bible says in James 4, 7, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It's, uh, if we've got expendable energy, and we're putting that expendable energy into something in the world, why not put it into something for God? And I'm just as guilty of that as anybody else. We've got, we've got time on our hands. I mean, any extra time I get on my hands, I try to take a nap. Um, but um, even then, uh, being slothful is not a good idea. Right, honey? Uh, so, <laughs> but we've got time on our hands. And what are we doing for the Lord? What can we do? Uh, there's different ministries in this church that are, are, are calling out for people to help them out. Uh, they've got the sound booth over there. Cheryl needs help uh, with cleaning. Uh, and uh, the music ministry, I'm sure, could use some help. Uh, we've got uh, a sister over here that helps us out with uh, grief share. Uh, um, uh, sister DeFerio over here, she, she loves putting the King James Scripture uh, stickers in our, our grief share books. The grief share books are a multi-version. And she puts these King James Scripture verses in the cover over the multi-versions. And it's a real godsend because it's really time-consuming and labor-intensive. And she's got a lot of other things in her life to do, but she's decided to do this for, for grief share. And I, God bless you, sister, for doing that. And uh, I, as I look around, there's other people here that are doing ministry. And uh, uh, there's also more work to be done. And you just got to look around and ask God, there's, surely there's a work that I can do. And even though it's humble, Lord, help my will to crumble. Uh, I'm not sure about the rest of the words, but I'm going to stop there because I'm not going to start singing because I don't sing that well. So there's always something to do, uh, submitting yourself. Uh, I got some information from this fellow, this uh, David Biven. He's a first century rabbinic expert, and he wrote a special relationship developed between the rabbi and the disciple in which the rabbi becomes like a father. In fact, more than a father, he was to be honored above the disciple's own father. Isn't this what we do when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? We, we honor him above our father. It said anybody who hates their, their father, their mother, and, and it's, it's not a, a hate program, hate as we think. It's, it's putting God first, putting uh, our master first. And this rabbinic teacher told us that uh, the disciple has to put the, the teacher first. Total, it's all or nothing. We see, we see different movies. It's all or nothing. I've got to give 100%. Go, go, go. And uh, it's a worldly thing that, that, that's going to vanish away. This is a spiritual thing. It's, it's eternal. And so anything we, we put completely on uh, direction towards the Lord, uh, it's going to be forever. And there's going to be rewards in heaven. And uh, uh, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. That's an all or nothing situation. And uh, the people that are involved in ministry in this church uh, know it's an all-or-nothing situation, and uh, we're, we're striving for that. Nobody's perfect, but we're striving for that. And we've, we've got to check each other, too, because uh, important if we see somebody, you know, maybe slacking off or doing something. I appreciate your, your preaching Wednesday night, brother, because uh, uh, there's discouragement involved in any ministry. And when you have discouragement, then, then things start to get sour. And uh, that's why it's important to show up on Wednesday, because I got some great teaching on Wednesday night, brother. Uh, <clears throat> discouragement is uh, 
part of the program when you enter into a ministry, and I'm sure anybody here can attest to ministries that they got into and they go, boy, I'm discouraged. And uh, David uh, found a comfort in the Lord, and we've got to find that comfort in the Lord being, being totally sold out. I used to say, uh, uh, I used to not like to use the word sold out because it sounds too worldly, but uh, now I use the word, so, word sold out because uh, Jesus paid the price, so we can be sold out. Uh, Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. Now they quit their jobs. They quit their jobs and followed him. When I was a newborn Christian, I heard of somebody quitting their jobs and just waiting home to see what the Lord will do. And that's really goofy. There's got to be some brain power behind what we do for the Lord. But uh, these uh, disciples, they quit their jobs. That's a, a true, uh, true disciple. Uh, okay, what we've got here. Now, I'm, as I thought about doing this, I'm thinking I'm either going to end real early or real late. So I'm, I'm going to say one more thing here, and then I'm going to open the floor for discussion. By the way, um, I apologize for asking too many questions during Sunday school, but when I was raised with Sunday school, or with regular school, the teachers encouraged us to ask questions. If you didn't ask questions, they'd come over and smack you with a yardstick. And uh, those are the nuns of St. Mary's School. And so I feel compelled to ask questions. And I think Mike, Mike does too. He feels compelled to ask questions because some things we don't know. So I'm, I'm, I'm suggesting maybe Pastor Caleb could like leave a little bit of space at the end so we could ask our mundane, stupid questions because we've got a real smart theological uh, theologian sitting amongst us and this guy you know has been involved with the Lord for a long time and if there's any questions that can be answered even Pastor Legault says ask Caleb he, he knows ask Pastor Kenny so um, so you've got a wealth of information to impart on us his head's going to blow up now uh, and uh, we know where we can get some real biblical scriptural answers because the Google and the concordance can only answer so much, and we've got to go to one another and find out what's going on. Uh, let's turn to Luke 9. Luke 9. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. And I love the sound of the babies. Don't take that baby out for making a little bit of noise. I love the sound of them. And if anybody doesn't love the sound of a little baby in a, in a service, get out. No. <laughs> I love it. It's great. I love it. Of course, there was one church out west in Oklahoma. The baby let out a blood-curdling scream. It sounded demonic. And the father, like, grabbed the kid and runs out of the place, and the kid's screaming. Do you remember that, honey? It was really spooky. I'm like, whoa. But uh, I don't think your baby's going to do that. <laughs> At least I hope not. <laughs> Exorcism out in the hallway. Everybody at Luke 9, 59. Luke 9, 59. And he said unto another, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury the dead. But go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee. But let me, go, let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. I hope we're fit for the kingdom of God. I hope we're, we, we don't only put our hand to the plow, but I hope we just keep plowing. Because if you look back, that line's going to get crooked. But if we look ahead, we can see where we're going, and that line is going to be straight. And we've got to, we've, our way is straight, and narrow is the path. 
that leads to, to everlasting life. So we've got to keep our hands up the plow and look straight. Now, the information that I imparted to you, I've uh, been working on it ever since you told me I was going to do Sunday school, brother. And so what I've done is, I don't know if there's enough here, I've, I've put them on a, a, a little bookmark here. I'll leave them up here if anybody wants them. They're laminated, and it's got the, the five things that I came up with for becoming a disciple. Now, I know that as I was talking, uh, all you uh, scriptural folks are thinking of other scriptures I could have used. So jot them down a note and give them to me because I can use them on the road as well. And it'll save me time and, and I don't have to work as hard. Um, the first one is disciples. Memorize their teacher's words. If a man love me, he will keep my words. John 14, 23. Number two, a disciple. Learn their teacher's traditions, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, Hebrews 10.25. The interpretations of the, the master, come ye after me, and I will make you fishers of men, Mark 1.17. 1, 1, disciples imitate their teacher. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have one love one for another, John 13.35. Uh, disciples make other disciples, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, Matthew 28.20. To submit completely to the will of the teacher. Uh, uh, and then all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Proverbs 3, 3 6. Uh, I, I hope you got something out of this. I know I sure did. And uh, that's one of the things with ministry. If you're in ministry, you can't help but to learn more. You might not be able to deliver it as, as good as uh, uh, some people in here, like a are illustrious. I love you, Caleb. I, I don't want to brag on you too much because it makes you feel weird, but uh, we got, we got a, a man here that uh, we got a gift. God gave us a gift, and, uh, and Pastor Legault has uh, done rightly so to, to keep him in that position that he's in, and I can't wait for Pastor Legault to retire so we can just hang out and goof around with Pastor Legault because he's got too much on his mind right now. How you doing, Judy? You all right? You okay? Love your husband. Good man. Where is he? He's not. Okay, I'm going to uh, pray, and uh, I'll put these up here if anybody wants one. We're going to end early, and uh, you can get some fellowship. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this time to be able to share with my brothers and sisters about being a disciple, Lord. If there's uh, anything that they got over it, Lord, uh, uh, you get the glory, Lord, not me, Lord. And be with us for the rest of the day and uh, the rest of the service. Whoever is preaching, Lord, be with them, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, amen. <laughs>